We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? It is time for Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter-Scott. Joined as always courtside with Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, I am in Indy. I am in my hotel room. And we are just getting into this Big Ten tournament here. And it's just been super exciting just to be on site. I can't even tell. Christy Christy Winter-Scott coming coming live from Indianapolis. (laughs) Uh, Gabe coming at you live from his office at home because i'm still here uh it's actually nice though we actually got some nice weather um but yeah it's been crazy i mean we've had the conference tournaments we had two ridiculous gonzaga byu games yesterday which they were they were both insane in different ways oh natasha cloud signed we should actually talk about i forgot about this natasha cloud resigned with the mystics three-year contract so happy I, I am too. And then, you know, Latoya Sanders, she retired, which was a surprise to me, but maybe not for others, but it was a surprise for me. And then, you know, with Elena Deladon coming back, Tina Charles, I, I just think that it's going to be a fun summer in DC mm-hmm. once again. And I love their new hashtag district of change. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? But that's what it is. It, 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 that's exactly what it is. And I like, you know, the run it back one, Together, DC, they just come up with some of the most unified monikers for their team and rallying cries for the community. And I think that's just right on the pulse of what this city is all about. And the DMV area, the fans, and, you know, I just love that uh, Mike Thibault, he just knows how to collectively get people together. Mm -hmm. And District of Change is just so on time. No, I, and I think that also goes with Natasha Cloud. To me, yes, yes. Natasha Cloud is a great basketball player. 
Um, and you know, the mystics desperately need her on the court, but I think the city, our, our city, we live here. I yeah. we desperately need Natasha cloud. I'm very happy that she lives here and makes change here. Um, so for me, I'm ecstatic to have her back. Um, and, you know, I'm glad they got it done. And, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to miss watching Latoya Sanders play, but she's staying in the organization as yeah. a player development coach, starting her second career. Um, yeah. And, you know, we'll have to we'll have to give her an, a, a big ode because I think she's been one of the most underrated players in the WNBA for a long time. Agreed. Agreed. So it's, it, it's uh, we do have to give her her flowers more so than we have time for here because Christy's too busy with the Big Ten <laughs> tournament. Uh, she's doing two games tonight for Big Ten. Oh, no, wait, you, you're on FS2 with the Penn State? Yep, All it's right. FS as um, the Big Ten men's tournament is actually going on at the same time. And oh. it wasn't initially going to be like that. The women's tournament was supposed to be last week, you know, as the primary schedule came out. But as things unfolded throughout the season, they just felt that they needed that gap week in case there were games that needed to be made up, which happened. Obviously we saw that with the Maryland Michigan game that got um, pushed in there. So um, yeah. So we had our first game yesterday and that was on big 10 network, but uh, today the men's tournament begins. So they're going to be on big 10 network and we're going to be on the sister station uh, FS two. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm looking at, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to complain, but we're, we're, I'm not going to complain because I'm just like not that interested in those men's games. I'm sure some people are watch all the college basketball you guys want. It's been fantastic. Um, yeah. But I do want to ask you about the big 10 tournament in particular, because this is this and the big 12 are happening now. Uh, right. I don't, I don't know if the big 12 is actually started. I'll look that up while we're talking, um, okay. but yeah, I think it starts today, but I wanted to ask you just kind of you're there in Indianapolis. What are kind of, what's the mood been like for for the people you've talked to you talk to some coaches you've talked to obviously your broadcast partners like you 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 know you've done a game right like what's the mood like in indianapolis i think that it is you know obviously without the fans there even though big ten they said they're allowing 2500 fans but it was far below that yesterday um for the first game last night but I think as the tournament rolls ahead, I think the fans will kind of add that extra to mm-hmm. it. It was very odd. And I will say it for me and not for the players, probably because they're used to it um, all season playing that way. But I haven't been in an arena since last year's Big Ten tournament. So, you know, it was packed in there. They had camp day. They had all the, you know, or field trip day, you know, and they had all the kids in there with the, you know, all the noisemakers and whatnot. So for me, it's like, oh my, it's like I'm peeking in on a, on a practice or peeking right. in a game because it's so empty in there and, and there are no bands, you know, cause I love the band, you know, I used to have to avoid getting hit with the trombone <laughs> by doing sidelines or whatever, or getting by to get some coffee or something, you know, but it's just, it's just odd not having that, that extra layer of energy in the building. But with that being said, sitting right there and watching the game, I have missed it. And I knew I had missed it, but I didn't know I had missed it as much as I did because before the players came out, Gabe, I was like, what time are the players coming out? (laughs) 
I just wanted them to be on the floor. I wanted to get back into, you know, the rhythm of being in the gym with the teams and the coaches and everything like that. So it's just been kind of odd for me in that way. Just the energy is just so different, but it's been also at the same time, great. And it's been fantastic just to be able to, you know, hear them calling plays, hear them calling out screens. I mean, we have plexiglass right there, um, you know, so for the shooting practices yesterday, you know, we were talking to coaches and they were six feet behind yeah. the plexiglass and we were standing there. So that was, it's just weird, you know, cause I used to, you know, I like, I hug people, you know, and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> I'm high tending coaches through the plexiglass, you know, and that's just, uh, what we have to do and it's fine. But, um, but yeah, that's just my, my experience and just kind of how I'm, I'm going through it, but it's, it's kind of neat, you know, just to be back here. And, you know, from, from last year to now, it's like, I can't believe it's been 12 months since I've been in an arena to call a game. So it's just for me, I'm kind of like sitting back and getting the oohs and ahs of it all and trying to get reacclimated to actually being there. So it's kind of neat. No, Monday was the, is the one year anniversary of the last basketball game I went to, which was heat wizards in capital one, you know, we were rooting for the heat, the heat won. (laughs) And then, and then it's been 12 months since I've been to a basketball game. So I am jealous. I really want to go to a basketball game. I might go to like the, the park nearby just to watch some people play pickup. Um, Cause I'm too old to play. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is something I noticed in those Gonzaga BYU games. Cause it meant the women had a crazy game that ended on a buzzer beater um, where it, with Gonzaga winning. The men yeah. had a crazy game with BYU leading throughout and then, Gonzaga storing back as the number one team in the country. Right. So both the both the top dogs won there. I was kind of thinking, like, do you think it's going to be harder to pull off upsets in this climate? Because in a tournament setting, right, you get yeah. when you when the underdogs winning. And I've been in it. I went to uh, Cleveland State. I think beating like Arizona or someone one time yeah. in the tournament, and you get this feeling in the tournament, in a tournament, in a conference tournament, in the NCAA tournament, like when the underdog's winning the whole crowd, because it's made up of a bunch of different fans is behind the underdog. The crowd's yeah. going crazy. They're getting behind them. They're pushing them. And it's giving them that, that extra juice to, instead of having a five point lead, they're pushing it out to seven or 10. And then it kind of felt with no fans that the, that, the, the quote unquote better team, the higher ranked team, the, the more successful team throughout the season was able to t- regain control and say, this is what we do. Maybe that happens with the crowd that happens pretty often, but do you yes. think that's going to have an effect on upsets in that way? Absolutely. I think, you know, you, you want to have home court advantage. You want to have, you know, the fans, even if you're not like at your home, you want to have that feel. You want to have the band. You want to have a great group of fans there pushing you over the hump. And you need that energy sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, you're just not going to be on your A game. And regardless, if you're like here in Indy, if, if you bring a, a huge a busload of fans and you're in a close game, yeah, that's going to help you. And I just think it's just so much different you know, really trying to have these teams manufacture their own energy, you know, uh, and that can make a difference as well. So I think we've seen more of that this year because the fans haven't been in place. But I think now that they're allowing some mm-hmm. to come, 
I think that could definitely be a factor. And I could see that definitely impacting the outcome of close games or upsets, you know, just having that extra, that extra lift, you know, and, and you have to think about what the, what the students are feeling, what the players are, are feeling when they're on the floor. And yeah, like, you know, maybe your shots off, maybe you're one for five to start the game. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like what's, mm-hmm. what's it going to take for me to get one to fall? And you seen like, you know, when the kids get a shot and they're like, Oh, finally yeah. like, I get a shot. That happens and that's, you're human and it happens, but you're also human to hear somebody say next play. You're also human to hear that band play the fight song that yeah. gets you to a certain place mentally. So yeah, they're, they're missing a lot of elements that they have been used to, uh, especially the upper class players uh, to come into like a, a win or go home environment and not have that extra punch of energy. I mean, that, that could be detrimental for some, but for some they can compartmentalize and, and yeah. try to get themselves to that place of focus because that's what it takes to win, you know, in the postseason, it takes your focus. And, and we've seen that, like you said, the buzzer beat, like you, you miss a defensive uh, closeout or you, you misread a screen and mm-hmm. that's lights out and that's, that's it. And there's no redo. And you know, it, it, it's just so much of a, a, a desperate situation and sense of urgency for everybody. So it's just kind of, it's neat to watch it unfold, but for sure fans make a difference that way. Yeah, no, and I, it's obviously it's all for the best and, and all that, but man, it's sad. Cause like, you know, there's that moment right before, like right when someone takes a buzzer beater, not before oh. it goes in, but the, just the time when the ball is in the air and yeah. that moment lasts for like, you know, it, it probably in real life it lasts for like a second, but in your mind, it's like this is taking forever. Yeah, and everyone's quiet, and then yeah. it just explodes either way. So, uh, you yeah. know, I, it's 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 something different, and we're all we're all dealing with it. I hope everyone is going to be safe, uh, especially when we get down to Texas for the tournament. Um, right. But the the other thing I want to ask you about is okay, so we have. Let's see, we have the 8 through 11 or 12. Illinois is a 12 seed. So 8 through 12 seeds playing today in the Big twelve, uh, Big 10 women's basketball tournament. Minnesota and Nebraska are playing now. Illinois and Northwestern are playing, uh, I think, at like 2. Yeah, it's like, like 20, 25 minutes after the ending of the first yeah. one. So, whatever. so that's the next game. Then we have Penn State, Michigan State, the game you're doing, Purdue and Iowa, which is the other game you're doing. If you had to pick one of these teams to make it to to make it deep, so win their next game at least, which one of these teams are you taking to make it deep? Uh, I'm taking Iowa. Okay. Um, you know, I like Northwestern as well because of their blizzard defense. I mean, defense will always get you some wins in the postseason as well. But the way Iowa scores the ball, I think is most impressive and you know, they have consistency on the offensive end. And yes, Caitlin Clark leads the country right now in scoring, but she also obviously with that leads the conference in scoring mm-hmm. and assist as a freshman. But as a they, freshman, Sorry. as a freshman, let's talk about it. Hey, <laughs> she, she has really um, been impressing me all season. Like I, I side-eyed her at the beginning of the year when they beat Iowa State, she hit that shot. And I'm like, Okay, this kid's not playing around. And then as the season went along and her numbers were insane, I mean, I believe she has 10 
three point, I mean, I'm sorry, 10 30 point performances. And seven of those have come since February 4th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, just some nuggets of information that are floating around in my head randomly at this point um, before <laughs> the broadcast. So that's a, a pre-broadcast nugget right there for you. <laughs> but, but this kid is is for real. And, you know, I keep, I, I don't like, you know, to compare people to um, players who are iconic, but if I don't see Diana Taurasi's spirit in uh-huh. this kid, I don't know whose spirit it is then. And I'm going to go ahead and give it to her. I mean, I think she has that level of competitiveness. She's got a little chirp to her, you know, after an and one, she gets touched up. She has a little, and don't do that again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She has a little swagger to her, to her neck rolls and not in a bad way. And when I say neck oh, rolls. it's always I'm, in a good way. Yeah, totally in a great way. Uh, she is just supremely confident. And it's just, she has that, that edge to her. And I love it. Um, and she's not being like disrespectful. She's not being, um, you know, rude. She's being fierce. And I, I appreciate it. Like to come in as a freshman and to not only get a bucket, but set your teammates up seven assist a game. Like, come on, man, this is a kid. Like she's not just after the points. She's after wins for her team. And I think, you know, when she went out of that game last week and she fouled out, I don't think she was aware she had those four fouls. And she was just, uh, you could just tell she was sick, you know, Mm -hmm. being on the sideline. Like, oh my gosh, like she just wants to help her team win. And you have to appreciate and and respect that in her. And I'm a fan. Like she has really uh, sold me on her consistent, efficient game. And she was really pushing me to the limit when it came to uh, voting for player of the year. I will say that because I was dead set on Nas Hillman all year. And then towards the end, I was like, man, this, this kid is Mm. really stretching me. And, uh, but Nas Hillman did get a player of the year and, and Caitlin Clark was freshman of the year, which we all knew she would get. Well, she'll have plenty of chances to win player of the year over the next three years. Uh, Because man, like you're saying, and, and frankly, she can be rude and disrespectful. Go ahead and stop her. You don't want her. To, it's it's what the Miami Hurricanes used to say. You don't want us dancing. Don't let us get in the end zone. You don't right. want her struggling on you. Don't let her shoot. Try it. Right. Try to stop her. And then maybe she. And then maybe we'll talk about you know disrespect. But man, forty two percent from three, taking the third most uh, three point attempts per game in the nation. That's I mean, incredible. And it's not toes to the three point line. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. She shoots logo threes she's shooting deep deep like two feet behind three feet behind I, listen i lost my mind when she pulled that halftime buzzer beater last week and all i did was stand up like i couldn't even say anything. i was like are you joking right now like she just nailed a crazy contested three feet behind the line buzzer beater to close the half talk about momentum swing oh yeah i mean incredible and the shots that she takes she's not heaving them She's shooting it and she's in form. Like she's shooting it like Steph, like Lillard, you know, like mm-hmm. Misaman, like she's letting that thing fly. And, and it's beautiful to watch. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for her future and for her now. Uh, if it, if there is a way for this to happen, like, please give me a bracket where UConn and Iowa have to play each other 
So we can, so we can have the page Caitlin Clark debate as much as we want and we'll yell about it and everyone will be mad and then we'll have a great game out of it. Like that's committee. If there's anyone on this committee that is listening to this podcast for whatever reason, you have better things to do, but if you're listening to this podcast for whatever reason, just please put Iowa in a position to play UConn so we can have that and then do it for the next three years. Cause we can have, yeah, we need, we need this. We need this just like as, as, as a society, we need this. Okay. Last question before I let you go watch real basketball that I'm not allowed to watch. Um, all right. So the, the, we have Maryland, Michigan, Indiana, Rutgers on the byline. So that's one, that's the one through four seeds. Yeah. Which uh, which one of those teams? I mean, I, I think the uh, the obvious answer is Maryland. But which one of these teams are you most confident in getting to uh, the Big Ten championship game and winning it? Yeah. Well, listen, you have Maryland, Indiana, and Rutgers all on amazing win streaks right now, and that is that's great for them. But it makes it so tough to choose. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. You know, Maryland with six players averaging in double figures, they just really serve up some issues. Uh, they lead the country in scoring 92 a game. They have Ashley Owusu, who, you know, is sometimes penalized for being as consistent as she has been throughout the season. And talk about a player of the year candidate. She is definitely up there as well. And it's and it's so tough because I, I don't like the fact that that players who are consistent and are super successful and efficient don't really get the handshake, mm-hmm. you know, as the explosive scores and, and things like that. I just think that if you can be consistently excellent and you're on a team that has five other players who are averaging in double figures, I mean, just imagine if you take a Wusu and put her on any other team, like what that would look like. And, you know, it, it would just change the entire dynamic of what Maryland does. But at the end of the day, I mean, Maryland and Indiana, I mean, Indiana was picked first in the preseason. Uh, Maryland ended up winning the regular season championship. So I think it's going to come down to those two teams. I just think they have the depth. I think they have the discipline on defense. And those two teams played this year and Maryland won 84 to 80. So I think it's going to come down to those two teams. And I think that's what we're going to see. And, you know, you have the preseason pick for a champion and then you have the regular season champion, both teams riding on major win streaks. I I think it's going to come down to those two teams, but do not count out a Michigan team and do not count out a Rutgers team. Um, They have toughness necessary, uh, you know, especially you're talking defense uh, with Rutgers in particular, how they just stranglehold you and they Mm -hmm. speed you up. So if you have a day where you're just coughing that ball up and they're going for live ball turnovers and getting buckets, you're going to have a problem. And Rutgers may be, you know, in that mix because of their defensive energy and, and ability to turn you over. And then Michigan, I mean, Nas Hillman, good luck, you know, yeah, like get her, I mean, get her contained. And I know, you know, she's getting to the line a lot more this year, but you know, Maryland did a good job of containing her when they played them last week. Um, but you know, they really need Amy Dilk to step up. And she has not had a good second half of the season and Michigan needs her. They can't just rely on Leah Brown and, and Nas Hillman mm-hmm. to score for them. They have to have her as the third scorer and she's capable, but she just has not been consistent. So that's my concern with Michigan um, being one of those teams. 
But for Rutgers, you know, I think if they can if they can do what they do defensively and and just crush you crush your spirit in that way, yeah. I mean, they could be in the mix as well. Does it? Is it just me or doesn't it feel like Rutgers is flying under the radar? Yeah, and like that's exactly what C. Vivian Stringer wants. Like absolutely. You know, that, like she's telling this and it, it's a Rutgers team like that carries with it exactly what you're saying. They're ninth in the country in defensive efficiency. Like they're tough as nails. Every Rutgers team since uh, C. Vivian Trigger's been there, it's tough yeah. as nails. Yeah. But they just kind of, it kind of feels like we, maybe it's just us. I don't know, but it kind of feels like they're flying under the radar. You know, that's what's being said in their locker room. They certainly believe that they're not being respected. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised about Rutgers either in this tournament or in the NCAA tournament, um, which I'm, I think they're solidly in. I'm not sure. I I checked the bracketology and see what uh, seed they were projected that, but yeah, I think. Yeah watch out for them because this is the, if you haven't played them right like you're in for a bruising man like you, you this is a tough team um same with same same with michigan but like i workers to me i just oh, i don't want to play them if i'm if i'm a opposing coach i don't want to play them nope i mean they're going to be all over you and, and and you know they're just going to pressure you you're going to be getting trapped everywhere you're not going to have any time to breathe when it comes to how they play defense and you're not going to walk the ball up the floor and get into your mm-hmm. office. I'll tell you that <laughs> you're not, and you're not going to get in your quarter court and do what you want to do down there either. And, you know, once you do break the press, good luck executing in the quarter court the way you want to, can you get shots? Okay. Yeah. But will it be easy? No, ma'am. And you're going to have to work for everything you get against Rutgers They They will make you work. They will make you work. And like you said, you know, you don't really want to see them in the postseason. But uh, but here they are, right? They They're have five. It. So they have five players right now averaging more than two steals a game. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if any other team in the country has that. I don't think I don't think any other, I'm gonna go on a on a limb and say I don't think any other team in the country has five players averaging two steals a game. That's crazy. No. That is I crazy. Mean, I, I'm excited for this. And yeah. guess what? Guess what? If uh, if things uh, go as expected, Iowa Rutgers will be tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah. Yup. That's going to be, be – that'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see what they can do with the Iowa. I mean, they're right behind Maryland in scoring. Mm-hmm. They put up – they get those shots in. So we'll see if that matchup pans out what that would look like for Rutgers, you know, in terms of getting the stops necessary, you know, especially with Caitlin Clark sitting on her and not letting her get loose for another 30 point game. Like, <laughs> like they, they're going to have to cool her down a little bit. If if she not, gets a 30 point game against Rutgers. Right. I mean, that's, that's some legend stuff. Yeah. Um, she's gotten, she's gotten like, you know, against ranked teams, she's gotten 30 point games. I know uh, against Maryland, she did. Uh, I believe Michigan, I don't know, I, I have to look. But, yeah, it's not been, you know, just randomly. I mean, with 10 games, I mean, clearly in the Big Ten, you know, she scored those 30-point uh, games. And, you know, a lot of the teams, I mean, five of the teams in the in the league are, are ranked. So 
she had to have got some of those against ranked teams. So I, I think, you know, she's drawing the best defenders and she's still getting it done. And that just speaks to her elite level performances that she's had this year. She's been incredibly great. All right. Uh, so Christy, what games do you have? So you have Penn state, Michigan to remind everyone six thirty FS two tonight, Purdue, Iowa after that on FS two tonight, uh, tomorrow. What, what games do you have? I have the evening slot oh. again. They and didn't the, give you the Maryland game. Well, it's the slots. It's the time slots. And that's all good because, you know, the semis I have the semis. And then on Saturday, I have the championship game, but I'm sidelining on ESPN for that. Okay. So, you know, hopefully uh, I'll be, I'll be there for those, <laughs> but I'll be, I'll be in the, uh, in the arena watching which is, you know, better than being in the hotel. I mean, we've been cooped up for a year. Yeah. I'm going to the arena to watch it. I can't sit here <laughs> and watch it. It's, I don't want to criticize anybody, but it's disrespectful to the DMV to not have Christy Winter Scott on the Maryland games. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not to criticize anyone, but this was – I'll call someone a manager if I need to. Regard, regardless, I'm really excited for the Big Ten tournament. I appreciate you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But hopefully, I'll get one of their games. We'll see. <laughs> as a thing, yeah, as, as it goes along. <laughs> now it's on Brenda Freeze and company to make sure Christy gets the Maryland games. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Big Ten Coach of the Year. I know. How about yeah. that? And I, you know, and that's another thing. You know, you've had like great seasons and she hasn't always gotten coach of the year, but it's just, it's kind of the same thing as, as Ashley Owusu. It's like, if you're consistently excellent, it's like, Oh wow. Someone has come out of nowhere and they're second. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, they're second, but Brenda beat them. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It just kind of, well, I mean, Maryland, but I mean, we're talking coach of the year. So, but it's just, it's frustrating. You know, when you are, at the top year after year after year and the the coaches who seemingly come out of nowhere and had a rah-rah good job you're third this year and they get coach of the year i don't know what that means are we gonna rehash the the great christy winter winter scott snubbing for coach of the year i mean i I, you know (laughs) I've always said that I'll take the Nets over any individual thing. And I was like that as a player too. You keep that, keep the trophy, keep the uh, Twitter announcements. Guess what? We won. And that speaks for itself. So you can take your opinions and put a trophy on that. But when it comes down to winning um, year after year after year, I'll take that a thousand times over uh, hashtag coach of the year thing but congrats to brenda freeze for being honored that way for being both those things i mean it's right exactly i mean it does it does mean something it does mean that you're respected um so clearly i'm not and that's fine um (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll take winning over that too i'll take the nets around those kids necks every single time and the little piece i still have the piece of the net from the last couple of years in my wallet like don staley and I will always have that. And I'll always have the, the memories of the confetti. And I'll take that game a thousand times out of a thousand over any kind of individual shaking of the hand and 
pat on the back and, and respect from my peers. And I'll need the respect from them. Um, you know, I need the respect. Respect was in the air quotes, everyone. No, yeah, it sure was. Respect from the nets is what I, I'll take. <laughs> the respect from those. And and the kids will too, um, with that being said. You know, I didn't want to go off on a tangent, but I said what I said. And I, I invited I, it. I, I And I approve of that message. There's that. <laughs> so this is a great example, everyone listening, as to how great players and great coaches treat these sorts of things. They don't just forget about They'll say, they'll say to everyone, oh, I forgot about it. They harbor that and they use it as motivation yep. forever. And Ashley Wusu is going to use that. Yep. Brenda Freeze is going to use whatever the last time was that she got snubbed. She felt that she got snubbed for coach of the year because this is what highly competitive, great yeah. basketball people do. Yeah. In my opinion, in my opinion, in my experience, this is what y'all do. And I think it's, uh, that's how this <laughs> thing works. You know, that's how this thing works. And that's what true. Rutgers is doing. I guarantee you that. It is. And it's like, you know, for, I mean, I know we have to go and I'm going to get over there by, yeah. you know, second half, but listen, when like this year without for South Lakes, I'm talking, and I know this isn't a high school um, podcast, yeah. but it's a, it is very, it is very comparable because Maryland lost basically their starting five. But Wusu is kind of, you know, she was in and out of the starting lineup as a freshman last year. And they basically have an entirely new roster and they're able to, you know, end up with the same success. So, for our South Lakes team, like we basically lost four starters the same way and, you know, came back and won it. And when you have like, you know, in the regional tournament, we played a, a tough team and no one thought we would get past them because they brought back everybody. And we ended up winning that game against Chantilly. And so for the second year in a row in, in the regional tournament and no one gave us any chance to win that. So I just think that, you know, there is a lot to be said for, you know, the mentality and it's not proving people wrong, but it's proving yourselves right as a team. And I think that's what Maryland has done. And they've kind of been on that wave, but I relate to that because we had an entirely different team this year and it was, you know, it was all about the, the pride that they had in where we are today. And I think that's exactly what, what Maryland has been riding on all season long. And, and it does pay dividends. You know, it does pay dividends competitively for the players because they want to prove that, okay, yeah, we did lose a lot of production from last year, but guess what? We're still here and we're mm -hmm. still winning. And it's almost like it, it's almost connected that way. That mentality, I totally feel that because of what Maryland has gone through and what we went through at South Lakes. It was, it almost mirrored uh, what, what it felt like, you know? And so everything that they were saying in the press, I was like, oh my gosh, we can say the same. You know, like we have entirely different personnel, but it's it's the philosophy and it's the belief. And I think that's the difference. Chip on your shoulder always pushes you further. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the chip always pushes you further. OK, we, we do. All right. This halftime of Nebraska, Minnesota game that Christy is going to go watch. Um, and so I think I think that's uh, I think we got it. We got to go because, you know, our superstar is busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting you. in this room for the next like five hours. So, so yeah, I, I got to get out of this hotel room and go from, from this courtside game over to courtside at Banker's Life Arena, <laughs> watch some hoops live. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have popcorn under my mask. I'll be sneaking popcorn and I'll have a straw for my cranberry juice. No ice in my mind, but I will be enjoying some hoops today 
No question about that. But it has been a blast, as always, to catch up with you, my friend, on Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. Oh, my gosh. And I look forward to next week because we're going to be breaking down the, the selection Monday with uh, women's basketball and, and what that looks like. So it's going to be interesting to see how things continue to shake out.